This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good afternoon, this is Marshall Davis, and today I'm going to talk about spiritual transparency. Non-duality is transparency. The physical universe is seen as transparent to the unitive reality that lays beneath it, like looking through a clear lake's water to the lake's bottom. Furthermore, we see ourselves as part of the universe, part of the world, as also transparent to reality. Apparent differences are seen as expressions of an underlying unity. Using theistic terms, we can say that the creation is a reflection and expression of the Creator. Transparency also applies to ethics. One of the most frequent downfalls of spiritual teachers, both Eastern teachers and Western preachers, is the lack of ethical transparency. Teachers and preachers often are not what they appear to be. Moral failings come to light and a leader falls from power. Often these moral failures have to do with money, sex, and power. It's not surprising that Jesus deals with these topics on the Sermon on the Mount. The Southern Baptist Convention recently held its annual conference in Nashville. I have mentioned before that I have some connection to the Southern Baptists in my personal history. My two graduate theological degrees are from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. I have passed to two Southern Baptist churches during my ministry, most recently ending in 2009. For that reason, I still keep an eye on what Southern Baptists are doing. At the moment, they're going through crises related to racism, sexism, and sexual abuse. They are struggling to be transparent on these issues, especially sexual abuse by Baptist pastors and cover-ups by churches and denominational leaders. The approach of denial and cover-up did not work for the Roman Catholics and it will not work for the Southern Baptists. There needs to be complete transparency and it looks like a new denominational task force that was adopted at that meeting might actually do that. We'll wait and see. Jesus talks about spiritual transparency in his famous Sermon on the Mount. I used that term a couple of episodes ago in a talk entitled Making the Outer Like the Inner. In that episode, I looked at what Jesus said about murder and its relationship to anger. Today I'm going to look at how transparency applies to matters of sexual integrity. Jesus talks about adultery and divorce, and not surprisingly, he is against them. 
He sees the cause of adultery as rooted in lust. He sees divorce as a symptom of the same problem. In this, this context, he then talks about vows. Now he's thinking about marriage vows here, but also vows in a, a broader sense, vows and oaths. He says, Again you have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your yes be yes, and your no, no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Jesus is calling for such complete honesty in our speech that oaths become completely unnecessary. The reason people take oaths is to ensure that they will tell the truth and to follow through on what they say. When people testify before Congress or a court of law, they take an oath to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Now why would that be necessary except for the tendency for people not to tell the truth. Jesus is saying that a spiritually transparent person is completely honest in what they say. Therefore an oath becomes unnecessary. This is the reason behind Jesus' incessant criticism of the Pharisees. He continually calls them hypocrites. Unfortunately, that is also the number one criticism that people have of Christians today. There was an important study done in 2007 by the Barna Group. A book came out of it entitled Unchristian, what a new generation really thinks about Christianity and why it matters. It explores how young people, which was defined as, as late teens through 30-something, viewed church people. The top two perceptions, they include positive and negative, the top two perceptions that young people have of the church is that Christians are judgmental, 87% said that, and hypocritical, 85% said that. And this is not just a problem for the church. The biggest complaint against Eastern spiritual gurus and teachers is the same. These teachers present an aura of spirituality and holiness while too often engaging in illicit sexual affairs and financial misconduct. So this is a problem in non-Christian spirituality as well as Christianity. As evangelicals love to quote, none are righteous, no, not one. Non-dual awareness, when it transforms our lives, produces transparency between our inner lives and our outer behavior. Authentic spirituality expresses itself in moral living without pretense or hypocrisy. That is why Buddha followed up his Four Noble Truths with the Eightfold Path. 
And this is where Christian non-duality can contribute something important to the current expression of non-duality. Christian non-duality with its emphasis on transparency between the inner life and the outer life can restore the sense of integrity that is so often missing from both Christianity and other spiritual traditions. Non-duality means that the inner and the outer are in harmony, that they are one. There's no distinction between the two. What you see is what you get. It also means that those who know non-dual awareness are to be completely honest in what we say and teach. We are to be upfront about our failings. The myth that awakened people are somehow morally superior or even perfect needs to be discarded. We should not assume such a thing of teachers, nor claim it for ourselves. To put it in Christian language, none of us are without sin. Once again, as evangelicals are so fond of quoting, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Jesus said to the crowd that was literally about to cast stones of judgment at a woman caught in adultery, said he, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. It is worth noting that not even Jesus cast a stone. Jesus did not claim sinlessness or infallibility for himself. He admitted there were the things that he did not know and that only God knew. Concerning the end of the age, Jesus said, But about that day or hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Jesus admitted he did not know everything. He also admitted he was not morally perfect. He would not ex even accept the label of being a good person. One time a person came to Jesus and addressed him as good teacher, and Jesus scolded him, saying, Why do you call me good? None is good but God alone. Somehow the church keeps forgetting that teaching by Jesus. Later on, the Christian church claimed for Jesus the perfection that he would not claim for himself, calling him sinless. This is mentioned most famously in the letter to the Hebrews. And Hebrews is anonymous, by the way, certainly not written by an apostle, or that apostle's name would be attached to the letter. Not Probably not written by anyone who knew Jesus. It's written much later. And yet it famously asserts that Jesus was tempted in all ways, just as we are, yet without sin. Jesus would never have claimed such a thing for himself. That claim about Jesus, as well as the claim that everything he said and everything the Bible says is inerrant and infallible has caused much harm in Christian theology and practice, especially when religious leaders, whether popes or fundamentalists, claim to speak in the name of that inerrancy and infallibility. The image of saintliness and holiness and godliness is impossible for spiritual teachers to live up to. It invites hypocrisy. That is why so many spiritual teachers are tempted to put up a front of holiness. And when inevitably the curtain is pulled back, and it is, it is revealed that the idol has feet of clay, that the teacher is only human, then the whole organization that was built on 
that image collapses and the teaching is discredited. The heads of spiritual communities need to be honest about their flaws and imperfections and temptations. They need to be morally accountable to others. I'm no saint, as my wife can readily attest. I do not know it all, and I am far from perfect. I am fallible. I make mistakes. I get it wrong. And I actually am glad of that because it gives me the right to change. I don't feel like I have to live up to any image or anyone's image of me. No one is perfect, and that includes all spiritual teachers who sit on the dais and are looked upon adoringly by disciples as if they were gods on earth. That is eventually what happened to Jesus, but thankfully not in his lifetime. Gods on earth are idols. And the first and second of the Ten Commandments, two out of God's top ten, forbid idols. Spiritual transparency is to see ourselves as we are. Human incarnations with flaws, but are also one with the divine essence which is God. As one with the divine, we are perfect. As humans, we are imperfect. Imperfect expressions of the divine, yet even that imperfection is part of the greater divine whole. Perfectly imperfect. It's a paradox. We are to live lives that embrace both dimensions, yin and yang. That is what it means to live transparently. Then, as Jesus said, people will look at us and give glory to God. That is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.